about love, sex, and everything in between. Tonight, we have on Rennell E. Nelson, um, who's a licensed marriage, family, and sex therapist, and infidelity recovery coach. And we're going to be talking about all the things that have been happening over these last few weeks. We have Jay-Z. We got Rob in China. We got the work that you do. So I want to hear all about it. Me and Rennell, we gonna Renelle says she's gonna keep it real, so we we gonna we gonna get into it, Renelle. So, <laughs> Renelle, how are you? <laughs> I am good. I am good. So happy to be here. I'm so glad. I've you know we've been we've been like what Instagram friends for a long time, and so finally I was like, yes. let's make this happen. I wanna I wanna know more about Renelle. <laughs> <laughs> so, Renelle, can you tell us about yourself, what you do, and what got you into your work? Okay, so I'm Renelle. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. Mm-hmm. I specialize in all things sex and yes. infidelity recovery. Mm. Uh, what got me into sex is that um, people wasn't talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to my master's program and people wasn't raising their hands. <laughs> I was asking questions. My teacher said, you know what, Renelle, we need you in the field. It's no people like you, mm-hmm. meaning um, black black and thick, yes. um, like you in the field. So yes. I said, you know what, I go for it. So um, I had the pleasure of working at a sexuality resource center, Woman's Touch, who just um, threw me into the fire, and I loved it. I just loved helping women who never had orgasms. Mm. I love um, selling toys and talk about lube. It was just like the second coming for me, so I just love to do it. Plus, I found my own sexuality. You know, um, as a young girl, I was uh, highly sexualized. You know how it is when you're young. Mm-hmm. You didn't think it was your body. You give it to other people. Yeah. And I found myself, because I'm like, shit, this is my body. I deserve pleasure. This is not yours. That's I'm right. I'm just inviting you to experience this mm. so that's for the sex part for the infidelity girl yeah please. i was habitually cheated on habitually cheated on no. and like some you know girls you know we won't go fight for our man we're gonna fight for our relationship so i decided to stay mm. but see what happened is when you decide to stay and you don't have the right tools this shit just keep happening. Yeah. So we re- we recommitted to the relationship, but we didn't recommit to each other. Mm. So I said, you know what? I want to learn more about this because it's happening around me every day, and a lot of people are affected by it. So I became an infidelity recovery coach. Um, and this is to help people like myself who wanted to uh, recommit to the relationship mm-hmm. Um, and just recommit to each other, giving them the tools, the education that they needed. And yeah. it let people hear the voice. Because, you know, infidelity is held in secrecy. You know, we hush-hush about it and everything. But it takes some strong women to be like, that should happen to me. And mm. it's messed up. But you know what? I'm going to get through it. Yes. Yes. Oh, my. Okay. You know what? That, that provided so much context 
Because when I saw, and I, of course, been following you for a while now, and I saw you were Infidelity Recovery Coach, I was like, all right, me and Rennell got some things to talk about. Because I was like, you know, I love the work that you're doing. But I was also like, wait, what are you telling people in these sessions? She's telling them to leave because that's what. That's where my brain that's where my brain automatically goes. So I'm like, go ahead, Renelle, collect these point these coins and then tell them to go ahead about their business. And you know, that's a bias that's a bias on my end. And I think that's where when I saw the infidelity recovery thing, I was like, huh, I wonder what that's all about because every time and and this is where like all of these celebrity couples that we were talking about with you know, Jay-Z and like Rob and China and like you would, were talking about Rashida and Kirk on Love and Hip Hop. It's like my my default reaction is always like, why, why do I need to stay or why does anyone need to stay when when somebody is clearly disrespecting, not honoring and not honoring the bond that the that right. that has been enforced in this relationship and so how do you how do you coach people through that and how do you advise people whether to stay or whether to go or work it out and what yeah what tips do you give them well first off i consider myself a conversation instigator i like to start shit (laughs) so what i like to do is just get in there and challenge your thoughts and everything one thing i don't really like to i can say it's my own practice so i can say what i really don't like to work for people who are not committed Mm. or on their way out so what i do is really ask people what was the relation what did the relationship really look like before you know, the affair happened. Because that really kind of sets the foundation. Because we have to keep it real. Some of y'all out here in relationships that's pretending and say relationship goals, but it's not really like that. Mm -hmm. Some of y'all know what it is (laughs) and don't want to address it. (laughs) You know, so you think you're in a relationship and you're really not. And then you want to run to see a therapist and think I can fix stuff Mm -hmm. and I can't. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. he been telling you or she, and I'm not even going to put it really gender biased. Yeah. Because women out here like that, too. Yeah. You yeah. know, women out here cheating, you know, we hear all the stuff about emotional affairs and everything like that. Yeah. But, you know, you hear a lot of stuff about why people should or may have an affair, but that does not give reason to. To have an affair or commit infidelity is a choice, okay? I see, I see. And yeah. it comes from a lot. It comes from a lot. It comes from, your. Know, um, I mean, I get deep. It comes from your development, mm. you know, your caregivers. Um, how did you deal with betrayal in the past? How did your caregivers, have they ever betrayed you? How have anybody close betrayed you? So long before the affair, the foundation is set. Yeah. So when you ask me um, if people should stay or should they go, it depends on that person. Some people have learned that um, if somebody commits mm, something uh, upset or something, you give them another chance. While your other schema might say no, mm-hmm. turn it off. They never write. They never they never get back based on your experience. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That says a lot of things. That I, And I never say, uh, you should stay or you should go. All I do is create the environment for you to uh, make the decision yourself. Oh. So I give you the information and tools for you to create the, uh, the decision yourself. And we work on it together. I'm the mediator. Yeah. 
you know, so I want to work on this because people say they talk, just like relationships, you say you talk, you talk, but y'all not talking about shit because y'all only, y'all not talking about anything with substance. Y'all yeah. just talking about how was your day, what's your baby mama name, you know, <laughs> you know, what's your desire? What do you think about infidelity? What does cheating mean to you? Yes. You know, if I buy somebody lunch, is that cheating? Mm, mm. Um, what do you say if I hear a number? You know, we got to get down to the real, real, real conversation. And that build intimacy and trust on a side note. But we need to start talking about that. So to round it back up, I really don't tell anybody should they stay, should they go. I really determine, like, what's the fair type, you know, if it's, if it's just one or it was just habitual, um, are they remorseful, and do they want to recommit to the program to establish a better relationship? You know, I don't, and nobody out here forcing it. You know, if I see somebody don't want to be in it, I put them to the side and be like, hey, you want to do this or not? Right. So once you in my program, you got a chance to tag out because I'm not hurt. I'm not here just to take your money. I really believe in love. Absolutely. So I'm here to give you the tools that you need. But if you want to tag out, be like, hey, maybe, you know, you got to work on me before we work on we. So sometimes I um, let people know about individual therapy and they come back. But sometimes one so, thing so good about um, comments for infidelity recovery, I give you the resources and tools you need so you can heal. Because yeah. a lot of us just survive infidelity. Mm. Nobody really heals from it. So if you don't heal from infidelity, you take that shit with you. You take it with you. You feel betrayed. I mean, you it come out in your workplace. It come out in your other relationships. Mm. It come out in your family. So what I try to do is we start the healing process, okay? So after we talk about all this, at the end, if you choose to stay together, it's cool. We're going to do moving on. But if you choose not to, mm -hmm. that's when you can go your separate and we choose to uncouple. You know, everything not good for you. If right. you feel like you just can't go on, well, let's, let's make each other cool so you won't hate each other. We processed it and you challenge the thought. You're not obsessed with it. And that means better, better healing for you. Because remember, to properly heal, you got to clean that wound, right? Yeah. You got to get all there, get all that infection out, right? Yeah. Because you want it to heal smooth. So that's what I do. Woo! That's a word right now. That's a word. Okay? Yes. Thank you. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm so down for that. You know, you saying all that has brought a different, it's, it's brought a different perspective for me. Now that I'm, now that I'm processing out loud, I think, for me, when I've, you know, had friends or, you know, know folks who have been cheated on and think through, you know, think through it with them. And, you know, I'm not a therapist. I'm just sin simply sitting there thinking through like, okay, well, tell me how you feel. Tell me what's going on. What do y'all need? Do you think you need to leave? Do you think you could get over it? And when I think about it for myself, I keep being like, what? This is the ultimate betrayal. And I think my bias, which I'm acknowledging, my bias looks at it as, I don't know how you get over that betrayal. And I know so many folks do. And I think the key thing in what you said is, are people actually healing from it? Or are they simply just, you know, getting getting through it or getting over it? And so I think right. that's, um, I think that's a definite key. So 
So I'm assuming from the work that you do, you do think that folks can get through it and folks can, can, can heal through it and, and start from, start from new. Do you think they could ever start the relationship better or do you think? Oh, yes. Just say, yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Just because somebody has an affair um, that we've seen played out in media and in real life in our community yeah. does not mean divorce or separation. Mm. Okay. Um, con- contrary to belief that some affairs uh, bring people closer together. Mm. You know, because, you know, we're talking about uh, different stuff, not for our ass. One, if you come into the relationship with honesty and transparency yeah. and relevant and reliable information, you coming in with your hands up and saying, I surrender. Ah. So, again, this is for people who want to recommit to the relationship. Yeah. And their partner, okay? Yeah. So this is not somebody who just wants to, oh, I got caught, I'm just going to do what I need to do. <laughs> not, not them. Not them or, you know, I got a baby by you. We're going to stay together. I just bought a house. It's not all about that. I'm talking about really, really working with yeah. the people who want to recommit. And I just had the pleasure of being my own practice that I can weed through it. Yeah. You know, sometimes you get that feeling for the first couple of sessions. If they're not in it, you're not in it, you yeah. know? Definitely. Definitely. So... <laughs> I was watching a documentary for research last night because I knew I was going to finally have the pleasure of talking to you. And it was a documentary on Amazon and it was about why men, why I think it was why men cheat and there's a why women cheat as well. And I mean, it was, I'm going to be honest. It was trash. It was so bad because it was kind of like, it was just talking about like, oh yeah, well, you know, Men are meant to not have one partner, and oh yeah, you know, like wow. of course, of course a man, of course a man's going. I'm going to send it to you. Uh, of course a man's supposed to cheat because that's just you know they ain't got the they don't have the emotional capacity to be in a relationship and all of these different things. And I was like, wait a second, what is like? Your first of all, they never really answered the question. And I'm not right. expecting like a monolithic answer from men or women, but it just, and like you're saying, it's not gendered. However, it just feels like in our society, and I, I guess my beef with cheating is that it always seems like it's a, oh, well, boys will be boys. Like, come on. Like, that's just what they do. When I'm like, no, you have the emotional bandwidth and the capacity to keep yourself in line, to keep yourself together and be committed. And if you don't want right. to be committed, then don't be in a committed relationship. And I know for some people that's easier said than done. But for me as a person who's not into wasting their time, I'm like, no, no, no. You can tell as soon as you think, call me, let me know. No hard feelings. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but it, seems, it seems like you have a conversation outside of uh affair about expectations. Yes. You know, my thing, everybody used to me saying, you never assume monogamy. You have to talk about it. Mm. You have to talk about that just because I love you don't mean I don't see yeah. her over there. <laughs> just because I love you, I don't see him over there. 
I have temptations, I have urges, but you have to talk about what will you do with these urges. Yeah. And that's when you, uh, that's when the secrecy is lifted. When you can talk to your boo about stuff like that, that just breaks the cycle of dishonesty. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. That just breaks it because I can talk to you about something. She looked good. I mean, I wanted to talk to her, but I didn't. You know, and you know, you can't um, threaten monogamy, you can't say a vow for it, you can't, you know, even commit to monogamy, you have yeah. to commit to honest communication, okay, yeah. and you can't just make promises Yeah. like that, you got to have some substance to uphold it, but the key to it, if any of the listeners are listening to me, you have to talk about it. You have to start the discussion. Everybody is not on your same list. Just because you say I do don't mean y'all where y'all need to be. Mm. Everybody grew up different. You know, we have different backgrounds. And our community, when I say community or society, yeah. I mean our family, who we around, uphold infidelity. And that's why I tell people, look in how you learned about infidelity in your family. Mm. When Uncle Bob, Uncle didn't bring Auntie to the barbecue, or you knew that wasn't cousin baby mama. You know, mm -hmm. you was held in secrecy, but you seen it happen, yeah. and people might be like, yeah, that happened, but that goes into your schema, yeah. in your mind, how stuff should be. So it's deeper than me and you. It deals with society also. You know, how your society think about infidelity. You know, how, you know, what you with your girls, girl, I'm about to slide over here by Bay House like time. Uh, uh, girl, I got you, I got you. They upholding it, right? Okay? So you only, it's beyond the couple. It's beyond the couple. It depends on who they're around to. So we going to talk about it. We got to talk about it. Absolutely. And people not ready for that conversation yet. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I mean, what, I guess through your experience and through your practice and through your expertise, what are some reasons that people cheat? Okay. We're going to say this. People may say, you know, sex, emotion, um, desire, um, mm. attraction, temptation, those are all probable causes. But nobody can force or pull you into infidelity. Mm. That's a choice. Yes. So when people talk about all these things like, oh, the sex not good. He don't listen to me. She nag all the time. <laughs> um, that could be a, you know, those are good reasons to go to therapy. Those are good reasons to talk. Right. That's not a good reason to have sex with somebody else. I mean, so it's a personal choice. So when people come at me like that, but I was like, yeah, I can see your point, but that still doesn't give you a right. No. You know, what happens to, and I, I have a segment on my Instagram every Friday. It's called Communication Before Coming. Yes. Because sometimes we, before we have that sex, we need to talk. Yes. We need to talk, y'all. Before we pull our pants down, get intimate, and start licking on each other, we need to talk. <laughs> and we're not talking. You know, Wait. and then we're not mature enough to know just because um, you feel that desire has left, it hasn't left. Love mature. You know, everything changed. Yeah. 
And that's one thing that people come in and they think that they have an affair. Because I don't love him like I used to. Duh. <laughs> It's, it's called so your, your love matured. Yeah. You know, it's stabilized now, but you can bring it back. Right. You can bring it back. Definitely. Back to back. You can bring it back. <laughs> no, I think you bring up such an interesting point and something that I try to keep key. The I think the best piece of marriage advice that I ever heard was if the person that you love is not... is is a different person than they are 10 years. If the person that you are in love with are different in 10 years, then that's a good thing. If they're the same person, you guys haven't shifted, you haven't evolved, you haven't grown, and that's just, you're keeping it stagnant. And that, I mean, for some people, I I guess, you know what I'm saying? I guess that could work, but... You're right. It's your love, your relationship is constantly changing and evolving, and you have constantly to change. Constantly change. It's yeah. like desire and pleasure. Because yes. I'm a sex therapist, I yeah. get people in there, and they just talk about, you know, their lack of desire, and they don't, you know, they're not pleasing me anymore. I was like, well, damn, did you tell them that? Right. You know, you got to come, and I um, challenge my couples and individuals with, like, weekly monologues. You have to have a check-in. You have to do body mapping where you just lay down naked and say, well, this worked um, a year ago. Is this still your spot? Right. Do you like when I touch you here? Right. How about here? Your pleasure is ever involved. Our bodies change. My body changed now. Uh, I mean, it's not the same when I was 18. Right than I am now. Right. So you have to embrace change and roll with it. But some people, like you say, become stagnant and don't, and they feel like they don't love. You can't bring me desire because they, they just got that um, scheme in their mind like, no. They don't think like, hey, I can revive this. I can bring this back to life. Right. They want to go jump in somebody else, and then it's going to happen there too. Everything good at the beginning everything's all infatuation and let's do it at the beginning. But yeah, the chemicals, oh my God, they be on point, that natural high. And plus when you sneak in, that gets you every time. (laughs) And you can create those same things in your relationship. I'm here to tell you, you can do the same thing. It's called recontracting, recommitting, a uh, role play. You can do all the stuff you would do with somebody else in your relationship. Right. Don't believe the hype. Definitely. <laughs> Switch it up on them. Make it sexy. Get it going. Shit, come in with a wig on. <laughs> I mean, some heels. I mean, make them guess who you are tonight. <laughs> for sure. And I think I something I know you keep saying is about schema. And for me, I, I changed it around in my mind around like the scripts and like I think right, one of right. the one of the most common pieces of schema, scripts, etc., is the notion that beautiful women or beautiful people can't get cheated on. Cause they're beautiful. <laughs> and I keep hearing I think I heard somebody say it last week. Like, oh man, you know, I mean she I mean, if she was doing X, Y, and Z, if she was doing, you know, kept herself up, if she was blah, 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 Mm. then she won't get cheated on. Where do you think that comes from? One thing, I'm going to go old school. Do it. My mother taught me, it's not 
how they look, but how they make them feel. Because we get so caught up in looks. And remember, I never forget when um, just being growing up and when you see this not attractive chick take this attractive chick mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Everybody is like, what? <laughs> and social media can be so cruel mm. because I'm thick, I'm a thick girl and I see these memes Well, I can't even get a call back and she got a man. And mm-hmm. I just think that's so unfair. And yeah. that's why you just, it's just, tell you what you your values are that's just really ugly inside but it's really not how you look right it's how you make a person feel yeah you know we saw people leave mansions and live in apartments you yeah. know a man would leave anybody <laughs> and go with somebody if he got a role in the house and how they make them feel right so you know it's no need to get all the if you want them i believe me i'm not no shame here because if i had the money i get it too <laughs> but i'm not it's not no shame. You know, you get the butt, the, right. the bing bing, <laughs> the men get all this, but your mind not right. Right. You know, that's why I tell you, you can put the makeup on, you can put them feathers on your eyes, but the, your mind not right, mom. Right. Y'all not bringing no conversation, not bringing no substance, and I'm not going to gang up on my women and men either. Right. They think because they can throw on these, these glitter jeans on their butt and <laughs> these shoes and rock the latest glasses and drive the cars yeah. that they bring in substance and she might leave you for somebody on the bus. Right. You know, because it's how he makes her feel. Right, right. For sure. And that's the whole thing with emotional affairs. Yeah. That's the whole thing with the new crave where they think, but it's old news, is <laughs> emotional affair. It's somebody else taking you somewhere that you needed, mm. but you was afraid to ask on somebody else. Mm. And we assume that our partners should know. No, you should say, honey, I would really love if you uh, talk to me tonight. Honey, I really would love this. Babe, can you do this? Instead of yelling, you never, I wish. Mm-hmm. It's all how you talk to people. Absolutely. Calm it down. Slow it down, man. Communicate. Well, it's, it's so funny you say that with, about the communication piece because <laughs> someone I know, uh, you know, was cheating on her husband and I was like, oh, shit, what do you, wait a second, wait, what's happening, hey, what's going on here? And she's like, he ain't doing what I need to do, and he ain't putting it down, and she wanted rough, all over the place sex, and, you know, he made love, and he lit candles, and I'm like, who is complaining about, why are you complaining about this? Like, are you kidding me? Like, just, did you tell him? And she's like, no. I'm just, I'm tired of, I'm tired of just saying it. I'm tired. I'm trying to show him. And he, and I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. well. And so then after deciphering it, she, she basically came down to, well, I like the company of other men. And I said, oh, okay. Well, did you talk to your husband about, did you talk to your husband about having open marriage? And she was like, I would never, that's not a real marriage. I said, oh, okay. But what you doing though? They ready. But what you. But what you doing though is what? Is that a real marriage? Going around behind right. his back? Is that a real marriage? And so I'm just, I'm always, I'm always so interested by the the lack of communication piece because I could see if you brought it to somebody, and still, like you're saying, cheating is still a choice. There's no, you know, no excuses for it. 
However, like you're saying, if you didn't communicate, then how the hell was anyone supposed to know? Or how do you know that your husband's not into an open marriage? Maybe he wants to get someone on the side, too. And yes, yes. <laughs> and give them the option. Give them, That's communicate. Right. You know, first set the environment. Make right. sure it's, you know, peaceful. Right. But just ask them, you know, what do you think about open marriage? Right. What do you think about a threesome? Right. You know, is that something you like to have? Right. You know... Um, think about it. My thing is, give some, give your partner some options, man. Let them have some options before you make the choice for them. Right. Don't assume that it's going to be the worst. Right. Don't assume that you're going, it's going to be the worst. You know, give them some options, but that comes from a loving and nurturing relationship. Don't be have a bullshit relationship. Be like, you want to have a threesome? They're going to say no because they ain't like me from the beginning. Why they going to bring somebody else in? Uh, so you got to really. You really, really got to have a solid foundation. And again, you know, they're going to get tired of me saying it. it comes from communication, yep. honest communication, right. you know, about it and building on it. Because you can't build on a shaky foundation. For sure. Okay. So it's, and you have to deconstruct in order to reconstruct. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you really got to dig deep in your relationship and, and just take it apart and then rebuild it. It can be done. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And it's that communication of the desires, communication of what's changing. And I think, I think what's key is don't make the choice. Give your partner some choices because oftentimes I feel, I feel with, with folks that I know and folks that have like come to me, it's a matter of if I don't do this, then, wow, you know, and I just feel like why? Feeling threatened in your relationship is not healthy either. Feeling that you have to do something because you're going to lose your partner or feeling that you Ooh, have that to... resentment. Ooh, that resentment. Yeah. And not like resentment. You don't want resentment festers. Yeah. So you do not want to be resentful. That's why you need to talk. And yeah. you have to tell your partner, you know, I, I I did a threesome last week, but no, I don't want to do it this week. Mm. You know, there you go. some people feel like they get they get pigeonholed into something and they don't. You know, you had the option and it's called recontracting and put that on the table. You know, I will contract to like one threesome every five years or <laughs> I, we can see it, but I, I mean, see how it goes, but I, this is not something I want in my relationship. Right. And if he still want it, you got to recontract it, maybe opening up the relationship or come to therapy and see why do he need yeah. another person there? Because you know it's so many. Uh, we can get a um, a blow up dial. <laughs> we can get. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we got so much stuff to do to emulate that. If he just wanted, you know, maybe yeah. he can watch some porn. Right. You know. Right. Bring something in. It's so much stuff. But you know, all I'm saying is, give your partner a chance before you go outside the relationship. Yeah. And and communicate. I just I think you're you're so right on with the communicate and giving them choices, not making that choice for them, and just I I mean I always say you'll be surprised, like when you start opening the door to some conversations because I'm just like okay if you want to stay together for the kids if you want to if you love that person then and you feel those feelings are coming on then figure out what's happening. And and right. work around it if you really want to do that. But when she turned around and told me what I suggested wasn't a real marriage, I was like, oh, girl, you ain't. Oh, you ain't ready. You don't. Uh-uh. 
But see, that's that inner schema. And people in the schemas are sometimes very unhealthy. Yeah. So so we're going to take it back a little bit. So in her mind, I need to have a marriage. And my marriage can be A, B, and C, but to get D, I got to go outside of mm. it. That's learned behavior. Yeah. People are not ready because you mimic what you go through. So, or what you see in your community, meaning your family. Yeah. So when she saw that, and that's expect- acceptable, she could see it from her mother, her auntie, or her cousin, mm. that they had a relationship, but they went outside for the fun. Mm. That's inner schema. Mm. 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 You, Rinell, you, you just changing my life tonight. You're changing my life. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine what you're doing in those therapy sessions. This is so good. Well, they're not ready. <laughs> people, uh, people, people uh, avoid me like the plague because, I mean, I say I'm straight, no chaser. I'm not here to take your money. I'm here to create change. I don't have time for this. This is my God mission. This is what I'm here to do. But don't waste my time or yours. <laughs> so, you know, I always talk about we... You know, we can do this, but sometimes you got to work on me, Ma. Right. Or, you know, boo, you know, y'all coming here pretty messed up in a relationship with two healthy people. I can't complete you. Right. So you need to complete yourself and come back so we can work on this couple because you got some stuff going on in there that need you need somebody full, undivided attention. And right, right. now there's a couple session, and I can't give it to you. Right, right. No, you're so right. Um. So let's pivot to these celebrities that we were talking about. <laughs> okay. So I know at the beginning we're talking. I'm totally, I'm totally against it because I think it's worshiping false idols. But let's go. <laughs> so tell us more about that. What is your What is your take on whenever you see these relationships happening out in the media? Like, I mean, we have. We had the Lemonade, and we had Jay-Z, and now I think everybody is like, oh, my gosh, like, did Jay-Z actually do that? And then you have Rob and China that are fighting, like, literally fighting out here. And then you have, I think you had brought up um, Rashida and Kirk with their whole cheating situation. So tell us more about your thoughts on that, because I, I, I hear you on the, on the false idols and worshiping them. Well, my whole thing is this. I, like I said, I believe in love and I believe in healing our community. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when we cannot talk about stuff, we project stuff on the, we project our shit on the other people. Yeah. So what I'm just saying is, um, I, I like the lemonade. I like Jay Z. Mm-hmm. You know, I I like that they they brought the um issues forefront. I think it sparked a lot of needed conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that what Jay-Z did with 444 was awesome. I like how, I mean, the little videos when he bringing men in mm-hmm. and talking about love. So I love it because I think that it sparked conversation. Lemonade made women okay to go through it. So they like, Beyonce went through it. If Beyonce goes through it, yeah. it normalized it and gave them a voice. Uh-huh. Because sometimes we suffer in silence. So stuff like Lemonade and Jay-Z, 444, gave people who suffer in silent voices. We take away that men are human, and then he humanized the the process that, you know, he's not a bad guy, 
But this is how he was raised. He mm-hmm. had to redo this. And, I mean, he had entitlement. He had the most beautiful woman in the world, but he didn't think about that. It right. came with entitlement. So it really, really normalized it for us basic folk, if that's what you want to <laughs> say. Um, so I do like the... Um, I like the conversation that it started um, with Rob and China. You know, I, I really don't have anything to say for that. Um, I'm a mother of a son, so I, I just was kind of protective. I was really skeptical with him because of uh, how he was portrayed in the media with having uh, a kind of mental setback or something like mm, that. Mm. Um, he turned into the black sheep, so I was kind of... You know, like any mother, that you just want to protect them. And I and I was cheering for him and trying to. So I'm like, yeah. Sometimes you go for, and I'm not calling him that, but the underdog. Mm. But you know, I don't know her intentions. But then again, I'm a, I'm resorted back to the community. It happened every day. Mm. Somebody's using your uncle. Somebody's <laughs> using your brother. Advocate for your brother like you advocating for Rob. Advocate <laughs> your sister like your sister like you advocating for China. Right. My thing is like that. We project so much on them, but this is happening in our own house and we don't say nothing. Right. And that brings us to Rashida and the Kirk incident. We so fascinated that he had an outside child. Half of us are outside children. Okay. Are we talking about that? No. <laughs> you know, are we talking about your cousin don't know who her baby daddy is? Or, <laughs> you know, some of us are mistresses who have kids. Mm-hmm. Let's get the conversation started about how our community, let's heal our community and it will trickle down. Yeah. I'm not knocking them by any means. And again, this is Renell E. Nelson's experience. <laughs> I just don't want to get caught up in that hype. My thing as an instigator is to bring those conversations that uh, played out in social media and the mainstream into our home, yeah. into our lives, into our community. If we don't want to talk about outside children, let's shine a light on infidelity. Yeah. Let's shine a light on how, not how Rashida made it, how your cousin made it. Right. She had a baby by a dude who married. Right. Let's talk about her. How can we support her? How can we come together when you flip the circle and support us who going through it? Because right. they good. Right. They good. Right. They're going to figure it us, out. So that's my take. I know it's not what people wanted to hear. Okay. No, it's a, no, I think, I think you, I think you, sh- I think you actually shine the light on, on something that we don't think about is that personal, is that, is that person, that people aspect of it, because even though they are celebrities, you see that they are going through literally, like you're saying the same thing that your cousin, that your sister, that somebody else that you know is going through and you're not, we're not really speaking up or saying, saying what we're saying, um, that you know all these different things that we're saying on social media. So oh my God, don't post for going after China or going after Rob. Right, you know, and we when we internalize that and did that in our community, how we be healed, we'll be saved. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we, be, we can talk to young girls about these babies. We can do this, but that's how we are. We so. We so good with them Twitter fingers. Yeah. You know, just like um, Jay-Z said, y'all talk real slick under them IG pictures. <laughs> you know, we so good. We're high behind social media. But, you know, when it comes come to um, our families and our life, we go dumb. We got, uh, I don't know how to help her. Oh, uh, that's her problem. Well, right. Shit, that's the reunion show come on. <laughs> Girl, social media be blowing up. 
At the family reunion, ain't nobody talking about it. They just whispering. That's Same true. thing happened at the family reunion. Fights, babies, everything, but nobody <laughs> talking about it. <laughs> you ain't putting your family on Front Street. What's going on? <laughs> hey, hey, I'm going to keep it real. I, I'm going to normalize <laughs> stuff. I'm going to be human. I'm not going to pretend like I'm something I'm not. Definitely. I'm going to keep it real. <laughs> Straight, no chaser. <laughs> so I know we're running out of time, and I'm having so much fun with you. But before we go, I want, what okay. I know you're doing infidelity recovery. What do you say about preventing? If if there is a way, I don't know if there's a way. Is there anything that people can keep in their minds around preventing or not cheating um, on their partners? I think the conversation is to start with yourself. I'm all in a personal healing. You know, I'm a masturbation enthusiast. I'm all dependent <laughs> on working on yourself. So I really think that sometimes you should take a journal and just really um, write down what does love mean to me? What mm. does betrayal mean to me? Mm. Um, how do I show love? Uh, if I'm betrayed, what do I do? What do I expect? What's my relationship expectation? Yeah. Because, again, we got to work on me before we work on we. So when you go into a relationship, you kind of know what's going on. And so you can join forces with your partner. Y'all can come together and combine that and recontract it. So really knowing yourself, knowing how you feel about betrayal and how you be betrayed in the past. Because I think affairs start long before a relationship. Because, mm. some, again, in a schema, healthy or unhealthy. far as um, affair prevention, affair prevention comes, again, for never assuming monogamy, to really discussing it um, honestly, really talking, conversations that provide substance, really talking about the stuff that holds the relationship together, really talking about temptations, um, really checking in with your partner, contract, you know, if nothing goes right, what can we do? Mm. And I know a lot of people look at me because they come in my session and be like, I can't do that. I said, well, that's not, that yeah. not for you then, boo. If you can't talk to the person you loving on and licking on, what's the point of being with them? Right. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm not shaming. If that's what you want to do, but read the, just re-evaluate your thing to be in a committed relationship. Right. You know, some you stay with and some you play with. Right. That might not be somebody you want to be in a committed relationship to. If you can't talk to somebody, but you can do this stuff with them, just think about it. But if you want to do this stuff with them and don't want to talk to them, maybe that's not a relationship. You know, maybe they're just somebody you play with. But I'm talking about commitment, meaning me and you and we're going to do this. That's right. what I'm talking about. Those are relationships that you want to hold on an honest conversation and really, really be able to create a supportive environment to talk about temptation mm. and be able to come to me if I was temptation you know, just uh, tempted or something or to talk about anything, creating that nurturing environment for you to grow together. Definitely. Woo, that was, that was the best, Rennell. Thank you so much. <laughs> for you all are of so that. I can't wait to, I want to talk to you again about something. We're going to figure, I want to talk to you many more times. We're going to, let's do this. Call me. Anytime. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so how can we support you, support your work? Do you have any upcoming things that you want us to support? And where can we follow you? 
Okay, so right now I'm trying. I'm doing more speaking engagements. Mm-hmm. So if you would like for me to speak at your event, your women's circle, you can get in contact with me. My private practice is Kaleidoscope Services. Um, it's Kaleidoscope Services LLC dot org. Um, I do have, and that's where I do my um, marriage and family, preparing the rich and individual mm-hmm. counseling. But then my baby is Affair Aftercare. And you can mm-hmm. follow me at Affair Aftercare or at Noir Sex Therapist. It's no E in sex. Oh, oh, excuse me. I will definitely check it out. Um, And before yeah. you leave, last question for you. So let's do it. I want to know how do you build your vagisteme? So I created vagisteme, um, and basically I coined the term to mean it's a concept um, where one builds the confidence of and in their vagina and vulva. And I believe that when folks build that confidence, it leads to a healthier, satisfying sex life, and it leads to other other things such as being more confident outside the bedroom as well and advocating for yourself. So how do you build your bad esteem? I build my bad esteem by really honoring my body. Yes. Really um, talking to her, you know, because she all I got. I talk (laughs) to her. I take care of her. I nurture her. I give her everything she needs. Um, I'm selected for who touch her, who see her, or who um, I share my energy with. Mm. Um, I, I just value it. And that's something that's real profound for me because growing up, that's something a lot of young girls don't do because mm-hmm. we think of it as nasty, don't touch, don't. So she was neglected for many years. Mm-hmm. So now I just love on her. <laughs> I just love on her and I cherish her and I be selfish. <laughs> You know, masturbate two to three times a week okay. for sexual health. Are you mad? Uh, I, I just, I'm selfish with it now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how um, I do my vagistine, really by honoring her now because uh, we neglect them so much. Yes. And we want them to do, we want them to create wonders for us. Yeah. So I think if you love on her, she'll love on you. Oh, yeah. And with that, Renell, thank you so much for being with me tonight. Thank you so much for sharing all of these great things. I can't wait to have you back on. I can't wait to come back. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to the Vagistine podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, let me know how much you enjoyed it um, by sending me a message at vagisteam at gmail.com. You can like, at me, direct message me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at vagisteam. And also remember, 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 this is the most important part. Remember to like, download, subscribe, and rate the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Can't wait to hear from you. Hope you enjoyed it. Talk to you soon. Bye. You know you that bitch when you call out this conversation.